Good morning. For those of you that may not know, this is the Sunday that Sunday school attendance is usually up because everybody forgot to set their clocks and they show up an hour early. Unfortunately, with cell phones, that's no longer the case. They set it for, for us, so we may not see that bump today. But this morning, I'd like to uh, look in Judges chapter 17. You know, one of the things that I find is I'm talking to people and trying to witness in the world that we're in right now. I see a lot of people that are confused trying to mix culture and God together and they end up floating from one to the other. They're in church and out of church. They're serving God, then they're serving the world. And I think in Judges chapter 16, we get a perfect example of how that comes about. Of course, most of the time we, we hear verse 6 quoted. It says, In those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Now this verse has often been quoted and rightly show, so to uh, foreshadow the doom coming to a nation that's turned its back on God. Now I believe as many do that this verse applies increasingly to our nation. In fact, there's a whole lot of similarities between the Israel of this time, the nation of Israel, and America. Both were founded as nations under God, but both were founded, were uh, infected by the culture around them. But I'd like to back up just a little bit in here and tell you the story of a man named Micah. Starting in verse 17, it says, And there was a man of Mount Ephraim, whose name was Micah. And he said unto his mother, The eleven hundred shekels of silver that were taken from thee, about which thou cursest and spakest of also in mine ears, behold, the silver is with me, I took it. And his mother said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my son. Now this is a typical mother. The son comes up with the silver that he stole from her, and because he gives it back, she's just tickled to death with him. And when he had restored the 1,100 shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver unto the Lord from my hand for my son to make a graven image and a molten image. Now therefore I will restore it unto thee. And he restored the money unto his mother, and his mother took 200 shekels of silver and gave them to the founder who made thereof a graven image and a molten image. And they were in the house of Micah, and the man Micah, had a house of gods, and made an ephod and a teraphim, and consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. And then there's our verse. And in those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So we get a great example here of a family trying to mix the God of the Bible with the culture around them. The mother, while praising God, takes the silver that her son stole and returned to her and dedicates it to God, then turns around and makes an idol out of it for her son to worship. Now, we're not told what this idol looks like. Perhaps it was formed in the image of something that maybe pertained to Yahweh, the God of Israel. We don't know. But 
the object of the worship was the idol, not the God that the silver was dedicated to. And that's what Micah did. Then he added other stuff to the idol and proclaimed his son to be a priest over them. And they all did what was right in their own eyes with a little touch of God in there just to make it seem, a little, seem right. And the following verses, Micah meets a Levite who was a priest looking for a place to stay. So they took him in and tried to add a little more God into the mix, tried to get a little more authority over what they was doing. The problem is this preacher wouldn't preach. Verse 11 says he was content to dwell there for all this was going on and Micah thought surely the Lord will do me good seeing that I got my own preacher now. The problem was while he had some silver and a preacher he didn't have God in the mix at all. Just as Jesus reminds us in the New Testament God and the world don't mix and no man can serve both. In the next chapter, the tribe of Dan comes in to steal Micah's idols and his priests to worship themselves. So the practice was not just in Micah's house. As a matter of fact, his neighbors go with him to try to get his idols and his preacher back. And obviously they saw nothing wrong with what he was doing. As a result, by the time you get to chapter 19, the nation of Israel has more similarities with Sodom and Gomorrah than they do the nation that Joshua led into the promised land. Around us today we see countless examples of Judges 17 played out where false teachers compromise the gospel by adding what culture says is true. Our culture is teaching that everyone that should do what is right according to their own eyes. The culture says be true to yourself, it's right for you, then do it no matter whatever anyone else says. And the folks around them are not willing to stand up and say that's not right. Instead, just like Micah and his mother, they're trying to mix and mold the dedicated silver of God into the image of the culture around them. So today, we've got to take a stand. We've got to stand on the Word of God. The simple truth is that God's opinion is the only opinion that matters. There's no way to make this world compatible with the God of the Bible. There's no way to make his truth compatible with popular culture. We've got to study to show ourselves approved so that we won't be taken away by wolves in sheep's clothing. So this morning I challenge us to stay in the word, stand on the truth, share the truth in love, and refuse to compromise the gospel. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that you have given us your word, Lord, that it's an uncompromised truth that we can stand on, that we can base our lives on. Lord, we thank you that you have shown us the way that we're supposed to live and that we can follow it and be in your will. We ask that you just go with these services, bless every aspect of them. Lord, we ask that if there's one here today that needs you in any way, whether they need to draw closer to you or they need your salvation for the first time. We ask that you just pour out your spirit upon them. Please just pour conviction on them and bring them into right standing and fellowship with you. Lord, we ask that you empower all our teachers this morning. Give them the words that you would have them to say. Be with our classes. 
Give us receptive ears and a willing heart to learn your truth, Lord. We ask that you be with our pastor. Lord, just fill him up and pour him out today. Please light a fire in his heart and give us the truth that we so desperately need. In Jesus' name we pray.